Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Raj Punjabi, head of identity content at HuffPost. And I'm Noah Michelson, head of HuffPost Personal. Welcome to Am I Doing It Wrong, the show that explores the all-too-human anxieties we have about trying to get our lives right. Okay, Noah, how well do you think you take care of your teeth? Okay, this is the easy one for me. Okay. So well, because I had a cavity that turned into a root canal, that turned into two oral surgeries, that turned into a tooth being removed, that turned into an implant, and it cost me thousands and thousands and thousands yeah, of so dollars. Yeah, so never again, basically. No, I was like, for this much money, I should get a trip to Maui. I should get a convertible. I should get dinner at the Olive Garden. Yeah. And all I got was a new tooth. And I love my new tooth, <laughs> but I was pissed about it. So now you're just like really careful. Every day, all yeah. day long, I'm just thinking about my teeth. What yeah. about you? How good That's are you awesome. at it? I think I'm just okay. I mean, they're fine. I go to the dentist from time to time, but I drink a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, my teeth could be whiter. I'm also like, should I be flossing 10 times a day? Mm. I don't know. I feel like I definitely could be doing more. I would love just to learn more. I feel like I could always be doing more. Yeah, teeth are important. Give me more info. So you know who's going to help us? Tell me. Dr. Stephanie Dumanian. She is the owner of Park Lex 60 Dental here in Manhattan. And she's basically a celebrity dentist, which Mm. means, I mean, she's kind of a celebrity now, but she works with celebrities and sports stars and models, and she gives them their winning smiles. So obviously she can help us and everyone listening. Dr. Dominion, give us rich people tea. (laughs) Let's do it. Dr. D, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Noah, for having me. Yeah. So let's start with something very, very basic. Let's just talk about brushing our teeth. How often should we be doing it? Is it two times a day? Two times a day is the standard. You know, there are certain things that might make you want to brush more often if you've had something kind of gross to eat at lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, if you're doing Invisalign treatment or some kind of orthodontic treatment, you want to brush a bit more frequently. But I think if you're brushing twice a day and flossing once a day, you're off to a good start. Can you brush too much? Is there a danger? Like, let's say someone is just compulsively brushing after every single thing they eat. Is that bad for your teeth? I mean, 
I imagine it probably is at a certain point. That's why we recommend a soft toothbrush. I mm. always say anything more than a soft toothbrush is for your shoes. should not be put in your mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind that toothpaste that we're using are a bit abrasive. Right. And so I think that if you're brushing more than once a day, perhaps you just want to brush with water. I don't mm. think that toothpaste is necessary okay. each and every time. And if you've got some bad breath, you might want to focus more on your tongue than your teeth if you're doing it excessively. Okay. Um, but I mean, most people are not compulsive brushers. Right. I have a hard time getting some of my patients to brush <laughs> once a day. To do it at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think we'll focus more on the more is good probably. Yeah. Okay. okay what about breakfast and coffee? Should we be brushing before or after that stuff? Good question. Yeah. I mean, I'm married. I don't think my marriage would last very long if I didn't brush early on. (laughs) Yeah. No, same. But generally speaking, I like to brush before breakfast. I I sometimes do brush after breakfast as well, especially like on a weekend brunch situation. Mm -hmm. I think the main thing to keep in mind is that generally when you're eating, you know, you're probably introducing some acidic foods into the mix. So you don't want to brush directly after having something acidic. For example, coffee. Mm -hmm. If you now have a lot of acid in your mouth and you're brushing your teeth, you're basically brushing your teeth with acid, which Mm. is bad for the Okay, I always brush after coffee because I'm worried about the stain. So (laughs) Rinse with warm water. Oh, sorry, not warm water. Rinse with water. Okay. Rinse with water and you'll be good. And tea, for example, a lot of people focus on coffee, but tea is actually more tannic. Mm. Some of them, especially green tea, Um, And you'll notice that your mouth feels a little cotton mouthy. So that's going to add more stain to your teeth. It's going to allow stain to stick more. So same thing. Just have a little bit of rinse with water and then brush like after half an hour, 20 minutes, something like that. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm airing out some of my own personal dirty laundry right now. (laughs) My boyfriend likes to, I'm sorry, Benji. He likes to (laughs) rinse his mouth after. Poor Benji. Come see me, Benji. (laughs) (laughs) He likes to rinse his mouth after he brushes. And I'm like, but you're rinsing away the fluoride. Am I wrong? Or is it okay if he's rinsing after oh, he Oh, I need to rinse. I'm team Benji. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's I, what we're going to hear. I kind of have, a, I'm not going to lie. I might be team Benji too. Oh. I mean, the fluoride still sticks around a little bit. Okay. But, you know, I, I don't know. It makes me kind of nauseous. Yeah, I can't. It's like Look at stuff. this. This is why I do this show. But if you're really concerned, <laughs> yeah. then a better way might be to introduce a fluoride mouth rinse. So I use one of those. So you can rinse after brushing. Use a fluoride mouth rinse. It'll leave you nice and fresh without that like foamy, soapy, unnaturally minty taste Mm -hmm. that we're all talking about. Okay. Now that I called out Benji and I was wrong, (laughs) one thing that he introduced me to was an electric toothbrush. Yeah. Is that what you recommend for brushing? Is it always going to be electrics better than manual? I'm not going to say that electric is always going to be better than manual, but- very few people brush as they should. And so electric takes the guesswork out of it. So unless you're the most meticulous person that there ever was, that's going to brush for exactly two minutes in a uh-huh. circular motion with the bristles facing towards the gum line, mm-hmm. getting tired already just hearing it, electric is the way to go. Okay. I mean, the way I look at it, it's doing all the work. Like yeah. think about a vibrator versus hands, like all the work. And also electric <laughs> toothbrush. I'm, I swear I'm not being endorsed by like an electric <laughs> toothbrush company, but doesn't it move in circles? And I feel like that's good yes. for removing stains. It does. Well, you're supposed to brush in a circular motion. See, that's, that's a lot of work. And there's always a part of the mouth that someone neglects. So they usually yeah. will beep at you to kind of give you an indication yes. of when to switch sides. Like every 30 seconds. <laughs> and I if you, love that. If you put too much pressure, it'll actually stop. It's basically like putting on the brakes for you. Okay. So yeah. if you're concerned about overbrushing, your electric toothbrush will make sure that you're not brushing with too much force so that you can brush at your comfort level. And I feel like they're not that expensive. Like you can get a fairly Yeah, for like 50 one. bucks now, I yeah. think. Yeah. There's all kinds of different brands. I mean, the premium is definitely like the Oral-B and the Philips Sonicare. Right. But yeah. there's so many like new to industry 
toothbrushes that are all really great too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very accessible. Inspired. This is, you know, very child of immigrant of me, but whenever I see toothbrushes on sale, I buy like three or four of them. Mm -hmm. Cause there's nothing more grown up than having like a guest, like an extra toothbrush in your house in case someone comes over and they need a toothbrush. I'm immigrant child too. And like my mom has like a stash of them. My mom has like 12 from Like someone comes over and it's like, the first question out of her mouth besides do you want something to eat is do you have a toothbrush for your stay? You know? Wait, I want to come over to your mom's. That's awesome. Uh, she's pretty sweet. fabulous. Like, very, very hospitable. She'll make you feel right at home. You'll never want to leave. Aww. Less sexy question, but important one. Sensitivity toothpaste. Like, you know, ones that are created for like sensitive gums. I have sensitive gums. Are the, Do those work? Are those real? Like, I don't want to name names, but are they really better for sensitive gums and teeth? I want to break that down into two things. Okay. <clears throat> Sensitive toothpaste for teeth does work depending hmm. on how, what's causing the sensitivity and how severe the condition is. Okay. So some people may have sensitivity due to thin enamel. If it's mildly thin, sensitive toothpaste is going to help. But if it's really, really thin, then we got to talk about why is enamel thin and what can we do to restore it? So then we get into veneer territory for the most part. Okay. And that'll alleviate a lot of that sensitivity. Another reason we see sensitivity is because of gum recession. Mm -hmm. So that happens most often from clenching your teeth. And so oh. you'll get some recession along your gum line. And I always say, when you have recession at your gum line, the root of your tooth is exposed. And it's kind of like not wearing a sweater in the wintertime. Sure. So you're going to feel that coldness. Right. Mm -hmm. So Sensodyne toothpaste is one I really like to recommend. And mm -hmm. it does work for tooth sensitivity. But gum sensitivity... I don't know if I'm understanding that the same way. Gum sensitivity, like if your gums are bleeding or mm -hmm. hurt, like a sensitive toothpaste isn't going to help with that. Okay. So it's more sensitive teeth than okay. gums. Like the cold feeling, the chill you feel. Yeah. Well, I use Sensodyne, so now I'm really happy for sensitive teeth. But Do you feel yeah. like it helps? Yeah, I don't know. Right, because you're not, I mean, not using sometimes it. Sometimes when my dentist compliments me, I'm like, okay, it's working. But, you know, I'm... I don't know. But Raj, just stop and then you'll see. Like stop okay, for like okay. a week and you'll be like, what did I do to myself? Oh my God. Because I buy like a lot of it and I use it. And I'm like, this is kind of expensive. Like should it's I really be investing expensive. in it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, but it works really well. It really does work well. Yeah. And well, then, you know, if, if that's not helping with the sensitivity, I mean, maybe you just need a sealant on the roots or something okay. like that. And that helps a lot with the sensitivity. Okay. Um, just needs a little coating, a little sweater, right. so yeah. to speak. What that. about... Toothpaste in general. What are you going to say? A person's going into a store. What's the best toothpaste to get, in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, I really do like Sensodyne toothpaste. I okay. think it's one of the purest toothpaste out there, one of the purest commercial toothpaste out mm. there that still has fluoride but has very few additives. So actually the fluoride in it is more active. If there's a lot of things in your toothpaste, there may be fluoride, but it's not free fluoride that can enter your teeth. And so Sensodyne's nice in that way that there aren't a lot of additives. I know a lot of people these days are sort of shying away from fluoride, but I really see when people quit using the fluoride, I notice it on their x-rays. I notice it on their teeth. And mm -hmm. so I'm just a really big proponent of using the fluoride. Okay. And then I'd say the other toothpaste that I really like that I can't say has any legitimate health benefits, but um, AquaFresh Extreme Clean, if you've ever used it, it makes you foam like a rabid dog. I mean, I don't think <laughs> it's true though. I don't think anything is better for your breath. It's just the most- Is the lathering good? I mean, does it feel really good or it is it? It feels really good. Okay. It, it's so foamy and it's like 
your mouth is so fresh. I it's love- like your mouth is like went through a car wash or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay. that's how I feel, by it the way. It feels like a toothpaste and a mouth rinse in one. I want that. But I also feel like that when I brush in the shower, uh-huh. I feel like I'm going through like a full body, right. you know, car the wash. Experience. Yes. I mean, the whole bath experience for me is just a very luxurious me experience. Too. I like put up my phone Watch Netflix, do a face mask, brush my teeth. Yeah. It's like a whole to do. You're doing it right. Yeah. I mean, no one can bother me when I'm in there. It's just like it's your chill time. time. I'm going to brag for a second. Go. I floss every single night. I feel like that deserves a round of applause. No, Thank you. truly. Thank you. But then when I was getting ready for this show, I read this article from 2016. They were like, maybe flossing actually doesn't do that much. Stop reading articles. I I know. I need to stop reading. (laughs) But I want, Dr. D, I want you to tell me that that article is wrong and that I should be flossing. You probably should be flossing. Okay. But I will say not all people see the same benefits from flossing as other people do, right? So there's like genetic predispositions that people have. And so I always like to say, if you have a really big space in between your teeth, that floss is doing Almost nothing. Now we got to look at different tools out there that's going to scrape the sides of the tooth and not just like float in between it Mm -hmm. unnoticed, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we really have to focus on that. And then technique. Technique's a really big thing, right? So a lot of people just snap the floss down and pull it back out again. And we're looking for, we call it a a C-shape, hugging motion around the tooth so you're scraping up whatever's down by the gum line, both on the front and the back. This is an art that I did not know about. Yeah, so we're not just getting rid of like, you know, the spinach that's caught in there. We're actually trying to do more and get the plaque. Is that the right thing? Yeah, we're getting really deep down on a microbial level. And there's a lot of microscopic schmutz (laughs) that needs to, very scientific, needs to get out of there. And so, you know, that's why people use things like water picks and air flossers Mm -hmm. because technique in the same way with toothbrush technique is tough and a lot of people don't do things the way they should and that's probably why flossing isn't as effective as they say because most people are not flossing yeah. correctly uh, yeah. user malfunction mm-hmm. right. totally okay. and uh dr d led us straight to the water pick question yeah. yeah i feel like a water pick is so 90s it it's is. very baywatch yeah. like yeah. should we be having should we be using a water pick i, I feel like i don't know i mean if you're not gonna them. floss then you can use one and if you've yeah. got big spaces between your teeth and a lot of dental work it certainly helps okay it's not the most sexy thing. It's not the sexiest. No. But they do make air flossers, which are a little different than Ooh. water picks. And it's like less of a like weird like mouth over the straw situation where you're trying to avoid a full bath out yeah. of your water pick. And yeah. it just like it targets like a high speed air <gasps> tunnel through your teeth. That's kind of like the thing they use in dentist offices, right? You guys have that thing where like... It's more of an ultrasonic scaler. That's a lot of irrigation. That thing okay. will drown you at home. Okay, I, mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be more like waterboarding. I probably would use it at home. <laughs> Torture device, you know? What about... Okay, here's another one. Should people floss before or after they brush? I like to floss mm-hmm. before because I feel like I am getting stuff out and then the brushing yeah. sort of finishes the deal. But I know other people are like, no, you brush first and then you floss. Do you have thoughts? Yes, oh. I have strong thoughts. Oh, You're no, not going to like Am I doing it wrong? I mean, I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong. Okay. But, you know, you want to get rid of the large debris and flossing is sort of fine-tuning, right? Oh, Okay. So it's kind of the last polish that goes in and, you know, you want to get rid of most of the stuff so you can get rid of the small microbes that are on the tooth. Remember, we were talking about the microbiology. So the toothbrush isn't going to get that. All the floss is going to be able to get in there is smaller uh, and more detailed. 
when we started this show, I was like, oh, Raj, I'm doing everything so, so good well. At everything. And look at this. I'm being humble. <laughs> You're doing really well, me. though. I mean, I can't tell you that I have many patients who do floss daily. Okay. I think A for effort. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that. I still say A for effort. Thank you. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the things that we eat and drink. I know mm. we started talking about that. What are some food and drinks that are, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like more acidic that will wear away your enamel like or bad for your teeth or whatever it is? People are really into that lemon water trend. Yeah. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I see a lot of effects on patients' enamel. I'll be like, what happened? Do you have acid reflux? Like, what's changed? And oh like, they can't figure it out. And then I'm like, do you drink lemon water in the morning? And they're like, every morning. And I'm like, <sighs> And then do you brush your teeth like right after two? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, this is terrible. Okay, so we don't know this stuff. So I like lemon water in the morning, not every morning. So I should not be brushing right after. You should not be brushing right after. Should I brush right before or do I just need to wait? Sure, you can brush before. Okay. Or wait. Okay. One or the other. But you don't want to be brushing after you've just exposed your teeth to all this acid. You're you're basically oh my God. brushing acid. And then you okay. think we should like rinse our mouth after we do that. Sure. Or drink it through a straw. Oh, yeah. 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 Like some of my patients are like, I like to drink it hot. I'm like, let it come to room temperature and drink it through a straw. Yeah. Okay. Because that's going to deliver it more directly right down yeah, your throat. Exactly. People do that with coffee too, to mm-hmm. try and, and tea. It helps. It yeah. helps them in my staining as well with coffee, yeah. for example. Okay. It's not getting exposed to your teeth as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one I, I wondered about. Um, just plain sparkling water or yeah. carbonated water. Is yeah. that bad for us? I mean, it's slightly more acidic, but okay. you're usually having it with your meal. So like at the end of it, your your saliva is buffering everything out. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say if you're if you're eating or drinking anything that's bad for your teeth, like I think the classic example is something sugary like candy. Right. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it all at once. Okay. Don't spread it out. Don't snack on it over an extended period of time because it doesn't give your saliva a chance to buffer out that acid and to mm. heal your mouth, basically. Okay, so sugar is bad for your teeth. Mm. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> life is short. We got to enjoy something. I, right. like, I feel like I have like known that, but I just ignore that that's a But thing. there's healthier ways to have your sugar is what totally, I'm trying to say. Totally. And so if you're going to have a, a bag of M&Ms, mm-hmm. have the bag all at once. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and have this bag of M&Ms for two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. God. This is good. I thought you were like getting rid of it when yeah. you brush right after. Okay, this is really good to know. We are learning so much. What about on the flip side, like the foods we should be eating Mm -hmm. for our teeth? I mean, calcium rich foods are good. Okay. Uh, Generally things like that also are more alkaline. So like, you know, contrasting to something acidic. So it is a better environment for your oral saliva to avoid the bacteria that cause cavities. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a wheel of brie as a snack. Perfect. Cheddar (laughs) cheese. There you go. Okay. What about bad breath? Yeah. What? How do we yeah. vanquish it? What is the most common reason we have it? What are your thoughts? There are many reasons for bad breath. And some of them are dental and some of them are non-dental. Mm. And like not to get too gross into the details about it, but sometimes there are like different bad breath categories that you can kind of tell what they're from. But that's for another day. Okay. Um, in short, you know, if you've got really bad gum disease or haven't had a cleaning mm. in a long time, you're going to have bad breath. If you're mm. one of those people who never brushes their tongue too, like a lot of schmutz gets stuck in there. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. And then like the tongue is used to having stuff. So it almost gets like a little bit like hairy. And so it, like holds more yucky stuff in it. So like you want to brush your teeth, you want to brush your tongue, want to go to the dentist every six months. You know, people have really bad gum disease, like they're going to have bad breath. But another reason, funny enough, that like I often diagnose in patients sort of inadvertently is like 
digestive issues. Yeah. Like a lot of people have heartburn and they don't realize and they come oh. to see me and I'm like, I notice some of the acidic wear on their teeth from the heartburn. And then like also like their breath has a particular kind of sour smell to it that mm. I feel like coincides with the heartburn. Yeah. And so sometimes people will be like, yeah, I do have heartburn and it's bad today. Or I didn't think I had heartburn. And they come back six months later. Like, you know, Dr. D, I went to see my doctor after you mentioned it and I have pretty bad heartburn. So that's another reason I feel like you could have bad breath. And of course there's food odors, but you know. Yeah. But the, the digestive stuff is then you have to change your diet, right? Like, I feel like that's a common theme on this when we're doing like health related episodes where it's like what you eat, what you put into your body is going to affect your skin, your teeth, all of that stuff. It's holistic. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole it's thing. It's definitely holistic. And it's holistic with dentistry too. I mean, there are yeah. lots of like systemic links between like, you know, gum disease and cardiovascular yeah. issues and mm -hmm, diabetes mm -hmm. and even pregnancy related issues and, totally. and teeth problems. So everything is very holistic. Um, okay. But in some situations, like we said, life is short. Yeah. Maybe you should take an antacid. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> totally. And, and go see your dentist and get your teeth. Tongue scraper? Yay. Yes. Yay. Definitely. My brother-in-law, I'm going to do a little shout out right now to my brother-in-law, Ravi. Uh -huh. He loves his tongue scraper so much. He uses a copper one. We were actually on a vacation mm. in Sicily and he forgot his tongue scraper at home. <laughs> and he tried in Italian. He doesn't speak a lick of Italian, but he tried to explain to them that he needed this tongue scraper. And every town we would go to, he would try to find someone that could get it for him. And finally, I think it was in Palermo that he finally got a tongue scraper. And he was the happiest guy there ever was. But yes, they work. Right. You I've know, also heard. Sorry. I was going to say, I've also heard you can just use a spoon, too, if you don't have oh, one. Oh, that's good. At a pinch, you can rub a spoon just on your Just keep tongue. it separately from, like, the rest sure, of the spoon. Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, the toothbrush probably works great, too. Or a toothbrush, I mean, right. But... Yeah. But okay. they do sell them. They're pretty common. Mm -hmm. I was going to do, this is like almost every episode where I'm like, this is a South Asian thing. Right. Like tongue scrapers are a South Asian thing. Is your brother-in-law yep. Indian? Or, yeah. He yeah. is. Like I saw it in the elders growing up and I was like, what is that contraption? But like, it's nice to, it's nice to know that that's still a thing. Oh my God. I love that you picked that up, Raj. I yeah, didn't realize. I thought it was just my brother-in-law thing. people and their tongue scrapers. It's like very <laughs> real. Yeah. But I mean, if it's good for your hygiene, why the hell not? Completely. Yeah. But I, I, I brush it's not my harmful tongue. at all. I brush no. my tongue too. Yeah. I I don't pull out the tongue scraper, but I brush my tongue. I might be convinced to. You I have know, I have one. I go. love it. Uh, I do. Yeah. I'm going today to get one. Okay, I'm still not going to, but you guys are welcome <laughs> to. It definitely works. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So Raj, tell me, how is your social battery right now? You know, today it's pretty high and vibrant, but it varies day to day. That makes total sense because it's super easy to ignore our social battery and spread ourselves too thin. 
especially with social gatherings picking up after the winter. Truly. Therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your battery. For me, therapy has been illuminating. Just to be able to process day-to-day anxieties has helped me so much. I kind of wish that for everyone. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash doing it wrong today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash doing it wrong. Welcome back to Am I Doing It Wrong? All right, I want to know a little bit about cavities. Yeah. Um, why do some people get more cavities than others? Aside from just maybe yeah, shitty like, diets. Yeah. Shitty diets kind of has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about the process by which cavities happen, you have to have a particular bacteria. It's super boring. It's called strep mutans. But you have to have this bacteria in your mouth. And then you have to feed this bacteria, right? Okay. Because it's not going to grow if it's not fed. And so the thing that feeds it is sugar. And it only likes to eat in certain conditions. So it only likes to eat when there's an acidic environment in your mouth. Oh, wow. So you basically have to give it sugar and an acidic environment in order for this bacteria to eat. And so the big issue I find is that a lot of patients are now not using fluoride. They didn't have access to fluoride when they were younger. And fluoride actually does um, become part of the tooth structure Um, And it makes your enamel stronger and less prone to cavities when you're younger. But then when you're older, you can still use fluoride to prevent cavities. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a lot of this bacteria in your mouth and you have a small cavity somewhere, that bacteria is going to spread. So in someone who has a lot of cavities, we're dealing with a bacterial load issue, right? Mm -hmm. So they've got a lot of bacteria and that bacteria is running amok. And when patients come in like that and they're like, well, can I do one filling this year, one filling next year? It's like, no, we got to do them all now because we got to mm. get rid of that bacteria. We got to get you back to baseline, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's the situation that happens. You don't get someone who like has a lot of cavities that doesn't go to the dentist. They generally like haven't been in a while, have been a bit neglectful. Yeah. And now this bacteria has taken over their mouths. Mm-hmm. And so it's a combination of diet and the bacteria. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's a Pixar movie in the making of Completely. like the little cute little bacteria. Yeah. And they're like, yay, cavities. Who's hungry, right? And he's looking for his next meal. <laughs> yes. And he wants to be all nice and cozy in the right circumstances. And the environment needs to be perfect. So yeah. gross and so cute at the I same mean, time. A long time ago when we were back in our training, we used to call cavities for kids because it was really scary for them. We'd yeah. call them sugar bugs, uh, which makes it so much cuter, right? Yeah. I kind of wish mean, I got coddled that way. I, I love my dentist. He's my uncle and he's going to retire uh, soon. So I'm like really like well, paranoid. You're coming. No, right? I'm, I'm definitely going to come too because I have so much fear. Like, I, let's talk about that. Like, yeah. dental anxiety a little People bit. People going, to, coming to see you. So I think, scary. scary. I think the dentist more than even like the doctor. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. How do you? How do people get over that? Or what are some of your tips? <laughs> or if you're going to go see the dentist and you're terrified, yeah. I have lots of tips. Please, I will say I see dental anxiety a lot less than I used to mm. uh, in the younger populations, and I think that has a lot to do with just like the general acceptance of like pediatric dentists. They make going to the dentist fun from a young age. And I find that by the time those patients come to see me, they are sort of associated with a fun experience. They're like, you know, they might not get, you know, the same toys and goodies they'd get, but they get their goodie bag to take home, which is like a nice treat, like immediate gratification. Yeah. Um, And then I think the main thing is that, you know, we operate a little differently 
we really try to get to know our patients. It's a very bespoke experience. Yeah. And we're very non-judgmental. So when that's someone comes it, to right? me. Because I don't want to be scolded if I have a cavity, yeah. which is like my, but why? you know, Things what I happen. hear from so many. I know. I mean, I, I personally, again, because I love mine, but I've heard and he hasn't hurt me either. And, you know, with the shots and everything. But I hear all my girlfriends, like all of them talk about the drilling and how terrifying it is. And I'm like. When I have to find a new dentist, I'm like really worried about that stuff. But I love you connecting with them personally. Yeah. I mean, I always like to say that basically like when someone comes in, I haven't been in dentist in a really long time. I'm like, that's okay. You're here now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I don't like to focus on the past. Whatever like is going on, we can fix it. Yeah. You know, it's ultimately just becomes a question of time and money, but we can fix it. So we'll take care of it. That's really nice because my my best friend, she went for the first time in like over five years and she came back and she was like, I basically need a new mouth. Like mm-hmm. the dentist made her feel so bad. Yeah. No. It was so bad. I mean, the other thing too though is that like we have options as consumers. And I if you see agree. someone and they don't make you feel good, I yeah. know it's annoying to have to do the work to find someone new, mm-hmm. but like you can pick someone else. Yeah, yeah, you totally can. The last time I went to the dentist, there was a guy checking out next to me mm. and they were like, okay, we'll see you back in three months for your next cleaning. And I was like, oh, three months. And mm. I'm so crazy about my teeth that I'm like, should I be going every three months? <laughs> is that for normal people or is six months, you know, for the average person is every six months going to be totally fine? For most people, every six months is going to be fine. But it also really depends on sort of what's happening systemically. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of patients who maybe don't brush as much as they should or floss as much as they should, and they have a lot of inflammation. And so I tell them, you know what? Your gums are bleeding. It's probably better that we see you more often during the year. Uh And they're fine with that. They'd rather do that. I have one patient who doesn't like to brush at all, and he comes in every month. Wow. He flat out tells me I'm not going to brush. So you just have to see me every month. That's so interesting. Yeah. That seems... Bad though. No, I, I worry. I worry it's too. It's bizarre, but the truth of the matter is, we just clean his teeth every month and he's fine. I don't, that's not a normal, like, yeah. that's uh-huh. not my average patient. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're here to do what people need. Mm-hmm. And so if yeah. I'm noticing inflammation and bleeding, yeah. then I need to see you more often. And so I do see a lot of patients who have gum disease every three months, mm-hmm. but I also see people who are perfectly healthy, but just need a little extra. And so they come in every three months. Okay. So the whole idea here is prevention. You know, we talked yeah. about it with fluoride earlier. Yep. And so with cleanings more frequently during the year, up to four times a year, if, if we're seeing a need for it, we're going to recommend it. We're not going to wait for the problem to pop up. We're going to act ahead of time. Okay. Smart. Are the whitening treatments you guys do in the office safe to do often? Like what's the process? I mean, I probably wouldn't do a professional whitening more than once a year. Okay. And then we often do provide kits so that you can touch up at home to keep that whitening boosted. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have one of those kits, you know, you could easily not whiten for another two to three years in office. What's the difference between like an office, in-office whitening and like a kit that I can buy it? Like Like the strength. Okay. Okay. The strength. So when you come in for an in-office whitening, we're using a higher concentration of peroxide basically. And so- you're going to get that immediate whitening um, versus at home. You may need to whiten for five days a week. You may have to do it more frequently to get that result. So the in-office whitening is more of an immediate gratification kind of whitening. I'm terrified, though, of sensitivity from Mm -hmm. the whitening. Oh, yeah. Is that a real thing? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. It's absolutely a real thing. Okay. Uh, There are some take-home kits that I find cause less sensitivity. And for patients who are sensitive, um, we recommend Sensodyne afterwards. Uh Uh, We'll usually put it on like as a gel on their teeth. 
And then, um, you know, I tell some people take some Advil because you could get you could get sort of like zingers in the chair when you're getting whitening. It's right. nothing bad. It will go away within a few hours. And Advil usually helps with it. But if you're sensitive, you may have sensitivity. And for some people, we have to break up their in-office whitening to two visits for that reason. It can be uncomfortable. I will say the majority of our patients don't have sensitivity, but it is a known possible side effect. And so we always like to warn people ahead of time, get a good history on them about how sensitive they are because we want it to be as pleasant of an experience as possible. And what about whitening toothpaste? Are those bullshit or can you like gradually whiten your teeth if you use that every day? Yeah, they work. But I mean, I think we need to be really clear about something here, Raj. I think when people think white, white teeth, (laughs) we're not talking about whitening. I hope we all realize that. That's more of a veneer situation. I did not know that. So like every person we're seeing on TV basically has veneers now, right? I'm not going to say every person, right? Because <laughs> I can't always use always and all, yes. right? But lots, lots of people have veneers. Yeah. And I think there's been much more of a trend towards making them look more natural. And people are a lot more focused on health. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so veneers can have a lot of positive health effects. And I'd say that's probably one of the main reasons that we do them in my office. Yeah. When I got, I have a implant in the back of my mouth. And when they were putting it in, I remember... He was like, oh, yeah, this it needs to be a little bit grayer. And I'm like, oh, great. My teeth are gray. <laughs> like, he was like, I have to match it to the color of your teeth. And, like, the one he was putting in was just too white. I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's great. Well, you know, no, I would think of it as just more I don't natural. Think of it as gray. <laughs> but let me also say that gray is somehow more on the spectrum of white it than is than yellow. yellow. That's true. Yeah. brown. <laughs> So I'm there gonna, you go, You Noah. get to come back whenever you uh, want, Dr. D. You, you really made me talk. feel so good today. <laughs> you yeah. want him to be like, oh, we need like a green polka dot one. Yeah, yeah. completely. It's just like orange, <laughs> yeah, orange. Like a Cheeto. You know, it's funny because a lot of times <laughs> when we do work on our patients and, you know, they need a crown or an onlay or something and they go, is it going to be white, Dr. D? Is it going to be white? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's going to match your tooth color. Yeah, I was right. like, but I do take special requests, purple, green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zebra. <laughs> Let me know. Now's yeah. the time, right? <laughs> I do like a leopard print. Me too. Have you all seen any of these like TikTok hacks for better teeth? Like I saw one where people were rubbing banana peels on their teeth that was supposed to whiten it. Mm-hmm. I know people have used um, baking soda. Do you know any, like, do you feel like these things actually work? I mean, I can't say that I like peruse TikTok for all these things. So I don't really know entirely what's out there. Yeah. But just based on what you told me, I mean, peroxide is abrasive. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. That's like brushing your teeth with Ajax. Okay. Don't Not a do great it. idea. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Because people think it's like, it's natural. It's, it's a lot of bad be good shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I peruse all the time. Charcoal, even all that charcoal right. stuff, it's super abrasive. Mm-hmm. You're brushing away. I think what people don't realize is that like it removes surface stain, but it also removes the surface of your tooth. Right. And then underneath the mm-hmm. white reflective enamel is dark, absorbent, dentin, which like makes everything look dark and right. dull. And that's like when we see people with time that kind of have dull teeth. It's not that their teeth are actually yellow. It's that they lost that enamel layer on the outside of the tooth Mm -hmm. and it's not there anymore. And so that's when we're replacing them essentially with veneers because we're trying to recreate that layer that was lost. So we're protecting the tooth and making it look like it did when they were younger. Um, And then the banana peels is a weird one. I mean, if you want to. Yeah. I mean, I I know there was a trend a while back with like oil pulling. Do you guys remember that? Oh, right. I've done that. How do you have the the time for that? It's so gross. I tried it. Again, like it's old Ayurvedic like um, preventative stuff. Like Uh I I like to just clarify that like Ayurveda is not medicine. It's just like some health preventative, like holistic stuff that Mm -hmm. people from India 
do and did. So I, I wanted to try it because I heard that like if you do it and then brush it, like removes a lot of like, I don't remember at the time, whatever plaque or whatever it was. Yeah. I tried it. I'll try stuff. Mm. I didn't find much of a huge difference. My dentist didn't find a huge difference. So I stopped. But How I long also, did you do it for? Um, Like a month. And for like the full 20 minutes that no, you're supposed no, to do no. it for? No, that, no, That's also another thing. I don't follow directions. I did it for like <laughs> 35 seconds because it was so gross. Yeah, so that's the thing. I'm like, when patients would come to me and they're like, I'm not using fluoride, but I'm oil pulling. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you can't find you the time to brush twice, a, twice yeah. a day for two minutes, but you have time to oil pull for 20 minutes every day. Like, what? What, what's going on I think here? there's this morbid fascination with like re- making your whole life extremely natural, quote unquote. Yeah. I'm very anti that. Like, yeah. you know, I, I really do love science and medicine and all of that stuff. And I think you can incorporate those things. But if it's yeah. don't substitute. I don't know. The natural <laughs> stuff, like I try, I agree. I try to be as natural as possible. But at the end of the day, like we live in New York City, there's so much pollution. I'm going to pick my battles. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And you. if someone, you know, if there's a tried and true method, you know, I'm just not going to waste my time looking for something yeah. else. And also, yeah, the oil pulling thing, they, it was for many minutes. And I was like, 20 I, to be exact. I have a whole job. 20 like, minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, never did it for that long. I think to wrap it up, what? let's just go through like, your best routine for someone. What should they be doing every day? And like, just lay it out there. Like an A plus routine. Yeah. A plus routine. I mean, I think it's fairly simple. Brush with a fluoridated toothpaste, please. Yeah. Brush with a soft toothbrush or an electric toothbrush for two minutes in a circular motion focusing towards the gum line and then floss once per day after brushing. And uh, try not to brush within... 20 to 30 minutes of eating. And most importantly, see your dentist at least every six months. And if we do that, we're, we're pretty good. Like the mouthwashes and the tongue brushing, all that, mm-hmm. that's like extra credit. That's extra credit. I agree. That's extra credit. And then when you come in, like we can decide if you need to do that because not everybody has the same needs. Right. But I think that that's kind of the baseline and you should be in pretty good shape doing those things. I've learned so much. No, I'm freaking out. Like so I thought I knew it. a little bit what I was doing. Thank you, Dr. D. Oh for no, thanks for having me. All of your insight. This is amazing. I hope you guys will come visit me soon. Yeah. Oh, I certainly will. <laughs> And now it's time for Better in Five. These are your top five takeaways from this episode. All right. First one is brush twice a day with a fluoride toothpaste and a soft bristle toothbrush, ideally an electric one. Mm -hmm. Number two, acid is your enemy. And you actually don't want to brush your teeth right after eating or drinking an acidic food because you'll literally be brushing acid into your teeth. God, who knew? Number three, sensitivity toothpaste and whitening toothpaste actually work. So if you think you need them, use them. Number four, flossing is about more than just getting food out of your teeth. It's getting rid of all that grime too. So for most people, it's a good idea. You can also try a water pick. This is the sexiest conversation on planet Earth. And number five, see your dentist ideally every six months. And if you don't like them or if you're scared to go, find a new one. Okay, so Noah, after that conversation, do you think you're taking care of your teeth as well as you thought you were? I think I am, but my mind was blown by a lot of the things that she said. Me too. Like, I did not know that I should actually be flossing after I brush. And I'm having a hard time coming to grips with that because I have such a routine, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, the routine is definitely hard to change. I'm thinking about what she said about not brushing right after the lemon water or the coffee. I'm I'm going to have to remind myself of that because I did not 
no, that was a hazard. I think there are so many things that we just have been taught or that we just learned by osmosis just from being human beings in the world. And when you have someone come in and say, actually, there's a scientific reason why you should or shouldn't do that. It's really good for us to learn that. I think so. And without judgment. Like, I think we need, we all need non-judgmental dentists like Dr. D. Especially because you're going into a position that's really vulnerable, right? We can't see in our mouths, really. We don't know what to look for. We're going to have to spend a bunch of money, probably. They're peering into your mouth soul. Completely. And also, it might hurt. Yeah. So you want someone who's not going to be an asshole. Agree. Anyway, until next time. As long as there are things to get wrong, we're going to be right here to help you do them better. Love y'all. Do you have something you think you're doing wrong? Email us at amidoingitwrong at huffpost.com and let us know. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com